Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. What's up everybody? Welcome back inside the horseshoe on a late, late Saturday night. It was Ohio State 77. Tim 77. Oh yeah. Toledo 21. That's Tim May, of course, as always, the 40-year vet. This is just Spencer Holbrook. Uh, we're gonna break down that game, everything we learned. Uh, not everything quite, Tim, because no. we'll be back on Monday here outside the horseshoe for more. Um, but Tim, first thoughts is Ohio State um, blitzed Toledo, almost set a school record for total yardage, and came up with 77 points on the board uh, as Ryan Day kind of unloaded the offensive clip there. Yeah, what a weird start to this game, though, because Ohio State comes right out of the shoot, uh, wins the coin toss, takes the ball. I think they won the coin toss. But anyway, yep. they took the ball, uh, something Ryan Day has rarely if ever done as the Ohio State head coach, because all week long he was hearing his, he was telling his players, and his players were talking back to him, they want to be aggressive tonight. They want to come out of the shoot fast, get it done, score a touchdown, keep moving. And lo and behold, that's exactly what they did. And everybody's going crazy uh, in 105,000 uh, people on hand for this Toledo game. They're going crazy, most of them, except those thousand or so from Toledo. And you're going, wow, now that's the start you're looking for from Ohio State, right? Yeah. Then what Toledo did? That's the start you're looking Dequan, for from Toledo. Dequan Finn, their elusive running quarterback, Bingo Bango does some magic and they come back and match the score. It's seven to seven. This game was tied at one point. Uh, and so then you're going, okay, uh, they didn't quite get the no they didn't quite get the notice. I'm talking about high state defense on containing that dude. And maybe he's just really good too. I think it was a combo of that. Uh, obviously they got the notice on containing him. But then Ohio State comes back and scores again on a drive, scores again on a drive, scores. We don't see Jesse Marco, the punter, until what, late third quarter? They finally punted inside 
uh, Toledo territory. But yeah, the final score definitely told the story of this game. There were some off, some defenses, a few defensive uh, situations that Ohio State would like to have back that allowed Toledo to get to what, 21? Mm -hmm. But this Ohio State offense was not to be stopped tonight, and uh, what a show both running and throwing. Yeah, a couple things there on the defense. You know, the running quarterback, he's really elusive. I don't think they'll see an athlete. <coughs> I don't think they'll see an athlete like that the rest of the season. You, know, you talk about Talia Tungabailoa, talk about Cade Mac or not Cade McNamara, sorry, JJ McCarthy. Um, you talk about Sean Clifford, who's a pretty good athlete, but Juan yeah. Finn is, is in a league of his own as far as athletic quarterbacks go, and he's going to hurt a lot of people in the MAC as far as being able to, to run the ball and throwing it a little bit around the yard. Um, so I don't think Ohio State will really take too much away from that, other than that they have to be better against the mobile quarterback. Yeah. Contain. Be because, you know, who could they see eventually? Maybe a Bryce Young. Um, Stetson Bennett can move a little bit. We're talking about the elites in college football now. Uh, but Daquan Finn is, is a good player. And, and Ohio State uh, figured him out uh, there toward the middle of the second quarter into halftime and then after the break. Um, but, you know, this offense, it didn't really matter what the defense did um, because this offense was not going to be outscored tonight. Um, it was a hot knife through butter from the first play to – uh, T.C. Caffey's 50-yard touchdown yes. run. Uh, you know, it was just, a, again, a hot knife through butter, Tim. This offense could not be stopped. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that stood out for sure, you know, you know all the obvious about the, the great stats for C.J. Stroud. Again, over 350 yards throwing. I'm sorry, I still have a lingering cough from my whole situation with my cold this past week, so if I cough, pardon me. But, uh, you know, five touchdown passes. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Egbuka picking up where they left off a week ago showing that yes, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Julian Fleming coming back gave them a full zone six a room this week and for this game. But clearly, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Ibuka have established themselves as two of the better receivers in the country. Uh, yes. Uh, so that's what they have going for them into their league opener next week against Wisconsin. Uh, but one of the things that really stood out was kind of what happened last year a lot, but Brian um, Day says it's not exactly the same thing, but Trevion Henderson got in showed some promise early in that game, and suddenly he's standing on the sideline like he did many times last year without his helmet, which means he's not going back in the game. Mayan Williams picks up the slack. You know, wow, Mayan Williams puts on a show every time he's in there from a hard running standpoint and everything else. But then here's the next guy. You gotta have a backup running back. Dallin Hayden, freshman from Memphis, takes over as that backup running back, ends up being the leading ball carrier in the game, unless there in the end, one of those two guys yeah. went, went ahead of him because of some big time runs. But my, my point was Dallin Hayden showed what he was all about, uh, was a was a late uh, enrollee, if that's what you call a guy coming in June is now. Yes. You know, used to be Standard hey, enrollee. Yeah, welcome. Uh, but now, but but the way he came in, uh, House of Fire, had to, they had to almost slow him down a little bit. And now they're gonna be relying on him because you never you never know what's, whatever Travion Henderson is dealing with, uh, Ryan Day's not gonna tell us. We may find out, but the bottom line is Dallin Hayden stepped up stepped up into the big show and got it done. And like C.J. Stroud told me when I asked him, I said, do you have any words for him? And he goes, when they went back out on the field that first time in the backfield, he just told him, hey, take a deep breath with me. You know, this is a moment. Take a yep. deep breath with me. Dallin Hayden did that. Next thing you know, he's running like he's been running for years. Yeah, and Ryan Day talked about Dallin Hayden trying to build up that trust with Tony Alford, and it starts with taking care of the football. I think that, that might be a little bit of, of messaging to Dallin Hayden, saying, hey, this is what happens when you take care of the football. Maybe there's been, I don't know, maybe there's been some fumble issues. We've heard that in the past from Ryan Day, yeah. you know, talking about guys who take care of the football get the football. If Dallin Hayden can do that again, I know this was Toledo, it was a MAC opponent, and it was probably 
the worst defense Ohio State will face maybe this season. That, that was a as, – as far as the ease – the with ease that Ohio State moved the ball, Toledo had no answer. And so I shouldn't say worst, but I will say there will be defenses that have answers far better than Toledo had because it seemed like no matter what Ohio State did, Toledo simply could not answer. Should have worded that better too. Yeah. Toledo's defensive line was actually pretty good in my opinion. Yes. Well, I, I think a combo here tonight is Toledo hadn't played anybody until tonight. Yep. They were number four in the country in total defense. People kept talking about that all week Not like anymore, that mattered. Too. Not anymore. They had played Massachusetts and Long Island who couldn't put a team together between them and still beat Toledo. Uh, so that's how they had warmed up for this game. Ohio State had beaten Notre Dame and had beaten Arkansas State where that whole revamped team that was. They were ready for a uh, grizzled defensive line. But what you saw tonight is what I've been, you know, and obviously it was against a 32-point uh, underdog. But what you saw tonight is what I've been expecting from this Ohio State offense uh, from the get-go, and I expect to see it through the year. Maybe not th on this big a scale. They only finished 13 yards short of the school record for total yards. I mean, it's crazy tonight what went on in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, but what you saw was, I think, is going to go down as maybe when this year's played out, the best offense Ohio State has ever put on the field from a balance standpoint, the ability to beat you running and throwing the ball with some studs yep. uh, at several of those positions. And it came to fruition, too bad for the Toledo Rockets, it came to fruition tonight. Tim, when you combine the offensive output that Ohio State had tonight and the dual threat, if you will, I think he's more of a runner than a thrower, so I will call him a, a, a running quarterback. You combine those two factors, the Ohio State offense not being stopped and the, the quarterback that Toledo jogged onto the field you know, for each possession. I, I'm going to, and I, I, Ohio State fans won't like this because they want to see perfection out of this defense. I'm almost going to give this defense a one-game reprieve or pass. Um, it's, it's harder to play defense when your offense is doing what Ohio State did. It just naturally is. You, you know that you can give up a little bit. Also, Daquan Finn was a guy who wanted to put on a show. I'm imagining that was a good audition for some quarterback role in the Power Five next year. Um, and so those <laughs> that's factors... That's an interesting point. Those factors all together, um, it might not be what Ohio State fans want to hear, but I think it's what people need to hear, is that you naturally don't play as well defensively when you know that your offense is going to score again. We've, we've seen that so many times in the past. And so... For this defense to give up 21 points with the amount of possessions that Toledo had, you think about the amount of times Toledo got the ball back, and to only score on three of those possessions, you only even get close yeah. on three of those possessions. <laughs> they didn't even sniff the, the red zone on any of those other possessions. Yeah. Um, I thought that was impressive from the Ohio State defense to rally, and from that, with 11 minutes to go, Toledo had seven points in the first quarter. Yeah. In the final... 50 minute, 55 minutes of this game, Toledo had 14 points and only two drives that even looked like they were assembling anything yeah. sort of deep, sort of offense. And that's impressive from this Ohio State defense, whether there's things to improve or not. You know what's funny is, as you were talking about that, what flashed through my head is, I don't know if offensive lines sometimes do this, but whether they kind of take a guy and try to work him wide, talking about a defensive end or something, to create a scene for Daquan Finn if he in fact decides to step up and run because it yeah. looked like that several times tonight. It was like a scramble run, but was it really? You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, once Ohio State kind of got that sorted out, but the thing about it is he's kind of like dynamite, man. You may you may have sorted him out here, may have sorted him out there, but he bounced back and may, still made some runs yeah, yeah. even after those first couple of series. And you kind of go, wow, this guy has some game. 
one of my buddies, Jeff Snook, texted me. He thinks he'll, he may be the best quarterback Ohio State faces this year. I go, I don't know if I'd go that far. But what he's doing for that offense is the real deal. I think he is the best runner they're going to face. You might agree, like yeah. you just said a while ago yeah. from a quarterback standpoint. So that's another thing, an eye-opener for this new defense. Uh, yeah, there's some plays they definitely want back. 21 points is no laughing matter, no, no. matter how you give them up. Uh, but there's, but I, I think you're right. There was a learning moment for that new defense, that uh, new 4-2-5 defense. And with new safeties in the game, playing uh, full-time for the first time, like Cam Martinez, I thought Cam Martinez played extremely well tonight. Yes. Tanner McAllister and Josh Proctor were both missing. Mike Hall was missing in the middle. Still haven't gotten a clear ex expression of why that was. Uh, they were dealing with something. Uh, but, you know, they played that whole game without three of their starters defensively, and I thought played, you know, for the most part pretty well, like you said, with the exception of three possessions. I'd like to, you know, I always like to give a little bit of a shout-out to some guys I thought played well uh, on first watch. Um, so this is, again, the first time watching it live. We'll have to re-watch it, and we'll get back to you guys on the Monday after. Um, here at probably inside the horseshoe again on Monday. Uh, I thought Teron Vincent played pretty well. Zach Harrison had, had one of his better games. I thought he played really well. Um, rushing the passer, especially early in the second half, he was teeing off and yep. trying to get to the quarterback. JT Tumalo, that speaks for himself. I might just stop saying his name because he. It, then I want to give some credit. I, I know Daquan Finn got loose a few times, but Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers had a thankless job tonight, a very difficult job in being yep. the spies for him and trying to keep up with him. And to only allow him out the three or four times that they did to truly break away. Um, I'm going to give a tip of the hat there to Tommy Eckenberg and Steel Chambers. Those are two of the – you won't find – I'll say this. You will not find a more athletic tandem of linebackers in the country than those two together. It is, it's impressive what they do. And then I'll, I'll say Cam Martinez played well. I, I still think there's issues at cornerback, but we'll talk about that some Can other time. Can I give time. one tip of the hat, too? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Teron Vincent. I thought he played his rear end off tonight. Yep. Uh, like especially with, uh, with Mike Hall missing. And then Jerron Cage, I was watching those guys a lot tonight. Like you said, it's like sometimes it's a thankless job down there because you're just banging, banging, going after it, banging, banging, going after it. And uh, I thought those guys uh, uh, brought the wood chopper most of the time. Yeah, and I thought, you know, Lathan Ransom again played a, played a pretty good game. These, yes. these safeties had a pretty difficult job missing two of their leaders out there, two seniors. Um, but, you know, they, they made do with what they had and gave up 14 points in the final 55 minutes. Again, like I said earlier, um, offensively, we, we will definitely talk about Julian Fleming down the road. I'm going to have a story about him on Sunday for lettermanrow.com. Um, just the way that he bounced back from that injury and the tweak that, you know, really could have saddled him for a long time, you know, trying to think about being healthy and not being healthy for so long. To come out and have two touchdown catches, well, one and a half. I think that was a catch. He thought it was a catch for hey, sure. Hey, they gave it to him. It's a touchdown catch, ladies and gentlemen. It's <laughs> official. It is official. To have Jackson send the jigba back on the field was huge for Ohio State, whether he had a big impact or not. Um, we saw him line up in the backfield this, tonight, and then you had a touch pass to Mayan Williams. Guys, I promise, you're going to see Jackson Smith and Jigba in the backfield this year. And then the tip of the cap of all tips of the cap. The man, C.J. Stroud, is on a different level. Ohio State fans, please, please appreciate C.J. Stroud. He is so, so gifted. He puts the ball in crazy places. That throw to Kate Stover over the middle, um, where he just, it, it, he could not have handed the ball to Cade Stover any better. Um, he he's like he's a, throwing a golf ball from one end of a bar to the other, just right into the guy's hand, right where he held it. You understand oh yeah, what I'm he, saying? It was, that, it was that almost effortless of a like 35, 40 yard throw. And you just, you just, you know, wow. By the way, speaking of stories, 
for Sunday, I'm also going to write you up a little story on Dallin Hayden and how important this development is for Ohio State because you saw tonight in a 77 to 21 victory for Ohio State how vulnerable you could be on a roster that's only got three scholarship running backs on it. Yeah. And uh, Dallin Hayden stepping up is huge for this team heading now into Big Ten play against, you know, Wisconsin, a team known to be physical, et cetera. We'll see what they are, what they're all about as we analyze this thing, because I'm not sure that exactly the Wisconsin of a few years ago, we'll, we'll work on that. But Dallin Hayden rising is a big deal. Yeah, a couple housekeeping notes, Tim. Cameron Brown went to the locker room. Uh, didn't see much of him after that. Um, we'll have to get some updates on yeah. him. Uh, the Buckeyes are a little banged up right now, Tim. Mike Hall, yes. again, didn't play. Tanner McAllister, Josh Proctor didn't play. Um, we'll, we'll try to get as much information on Travion Henderson as we can, but I'm pretty sure the Buckeyes are going to be really coy yeah, about that one. And as you know, Taraji um, Mitchell was ruled out tonight. Yeah. You know, the guy who jumped over the uh, shield last week. And then uh, Jordan Hancock, they keep hoping they're going to get good news from him from a hamstring standpoint. Keep reminding people his and Jackson Smith and Jigba, all hamstring injuries are not created equal. Jordan Hancock is dealing with a fairly, you know, tough situation. We'll see how that goes, how that develops. So, you know, those are the housekeeping notes from Ohio State 77. I can't believe I keep saying that. Toledo 21. Uh, that's Tim May. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Make sure you check us out on the Letterman Row uh, website, the Letterman Row YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, the little bell down below to get the notifications when we post videos, which is about daily at this point. Uh, and then we're hanging out in the Letterman Lounge, guys. There's, there's the message board is always is always a good place to be. You can ask some questions to us and, and get the answers. Matt Parker's over there covering all things recruiting as the Buckeyes head into a big recruiting weekend next weekend against Wisconsin. We'll be back here in the horseshoe for that one at 7:30. Uh, that's Tim May again. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on Monday by the horseshoe. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 